New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily as we get not only this podcast started here for you, but the week started with WFAN Daily on this now Monday, January 8th edition of the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe and rate and review and all that good stuff, which helps us out, so we appreciate that. And obviously, you can get this podcast downloaded anywhere you get your podcast. It's, you know, it sucks that the football season is over, but, I mean, my God, with the way that the football seasons went for both the Jets and the Giants, it is probably a good thing that we can now once again, look ahead. Unfortunately, it's been the same old stuff, whether it be the Giants or the Jets in recent years. I know last year the Giants made the unlikely postseason run and actually gave us some, you know, some games to watch in January and had that playoff win, which is great, and getting to the division round. But we never really believed in that Giants team. But ultimately, over the last, you know, five, ten years, whatever it's been, the majority of the time, this has been the case. The Jets and Giants picking in the top ten, and that's where we are again. Now that week 18 has finally come to an end, the season is officially over. No more Jets football to look forward to. No more Giants football to look forward to. And before we get into the draft order and what that means, just to recap Sunday's games, this is exactly what I was talking about on Friday when I was saying that you as a fan need to root for your team to win the game. Because regardless of what you root for, win, loss, whatever, like that's out of your control. So for the Jet fans who were rooting for their team to lose, and by the way, isn't it typical that these teams who drive us nuts all year long, you put everything you can as a fan into them, both Jets and Giants fans respectively, you you root for them all you can, please get us some relevant games, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe the one time you're like, eh, if they lose, I wouldn't mind. Not that everybody's rooting against their team, but a lot of people were. But a lot of people just say, ah, if they lost, no big deal, higher draft pick. And of course, go figure, this is the week where they both win. I mean, you just can't make it up as a sports fan. It's why it's torture. But that's why you should root for your team to win. Because when you root for them to lose, they're going to screw you and win. And at least you could have got some enjoyment, especially from the Giants' perspective, because the Giants only dropped one spot, right? They now have the sixth overall pick. Jets at number 10, but the Giants have the sixth overall pick. I think they were, were going to be fifth most likely anyway, even if they had lost the game. Plus, they beat the snot out of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles needed this game. That's a fun day to be a fan. This is what I mean. Like, did the win mean anything towards next year? And and did it actually hurt you as far as draft position? Maybe, but in the moment, Giant fans had a moment. You get to go out there. You get to watch your team spank the Eagles, who are in total disarray. You honor Sterling Shepard and likely his final game. You see Saquon Barkley, potentially his final game. He has a big day. You go out there. You're with friends and family. That's what being a fan is all about. And they gave you something to cheer about by beating the Eagles. So all this talk about lose, lose, lose. You want Dable and the Giants to lose and tank and get a pick. Well, for not, they actually played a good football game. It was fun to watch them kick the crap out of the Eagles for once and show that, you know what, maybe the difference is not that great between the Eagles and the Giants. All of a sudden now, the Eagles, with their play in the last several weeks, have come crashing back down to earth. Cowboys, different story. We know they win the division. But still, if you're a Giant fan, 
I think you have to feel good about this team the way that they ended the season. Not that I believe there's carryover. It's going to be a different quarterback, and who knows what they're going to do with that sixth pick now, and that's where we can turn our attention to. But in the moment, as a Giants fan, you had to enjoy that game on Sunday, beating the snot out of the Eagles. As for the Jets, similar but a little different. I mean, the weather was awful. You got Trevor Simeon playing quarterback. It's one of the worst games. You stop me if you've heard this before when talking about a Jets game. One of the worst games we've seen with the, neither team being able to move the football. Just atrocious. However, in the moment, still, if you're a Jet fan, it had to feel good to send Bill Belichick off with a loss, what everybody thinks it's his last game, and that's going to be it. They were saying, you know, before the game, Belichick is done. Think about it. I know it doesn't make up for the beatings he put on you for 20 years of the fact that he resigned as HC uh, of the NYJ, all that stuff. It doesn't make up for it. But, but you did end the streak, and you do send Bill out with an L. You know it's time for Bill Belichick to retire from the New England Patriots when he loses to the Jets. I mean, Bill Belichick Bill Belichick just lost the game to Robert Sala and Trevor Simeon. Oh, my God. Bill, I, you know what? As much as I love him, he may have to retire. How do you lose a game to Robert Sala and Trevor Simeon? Holy cow, is it bad. So, as a Jet fan, stop with the logical thinking and stop rooting against your team because if you did, you got pissed off again. Think about it. When you root for them to win, they lose and piss you off. And now you root for them to lose, and they win and piss you off. See a pattern here? Just at least be consistent and root for your team to win. And the Jets finally beat the Patriots in a game that obviously means nothing, but they do finish the season 7-10. and 10. And I'll tell you, I mean, as much fun as we've had with BT all year long and poking fun on them, saying the Jets weren't very good, the fact that they finished with seven wins without Aaron Rodgers basically the whole year, you know, four plays in, he goes down. You actually do got to give him a little bit of a credit, a, a little bit of credit. Now, again, it wasn't pretty even getting to those seven wins, but seven wins for Sala and the Jets with Zach Wilson and Simeon and Tim Boyle. You know what? Uh, I could see why there might be some hope for next year. I wouldn't go there just yet myself. Long way to go. And, you know, look, we talked about Harbaugh last week or a couple of weeks ago. If you have a chance to go get a, a known commodity and you stick with Robert Sala, you're just clueless. As an organization, you're clueless. And that's what the Jets are going to do. So good luck to them. But I don't expect different results. Maybe they could compete for a playoff spot next year, but we'll see. But anyway, the Jets move to number 10 in the draft, which I'm sure is going to annoy a lot of fans where they could add a higher pick, potentially lose out on a lineman. That could be a difference maker. We know that's going to be the big talking point in the offseason. But you did yourself a disservice, and I was texting a little bit with BT, and we'll talk about this on the show on Monday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., middays on the fan. You know, we texted a little bit about it. His son Colt was in it, rooting for it. BT, using logic, is trying to root against it. But you, you ruined potentially a moment if you're a Jeff fan and didn't root for your team to win in a game where they finally win. But you could argue this is the only time in the last eight years the Jet fan would have been okay with a loss, and they finally beat the Patriots. Go figure. Okay, now you look ahead to the draft, and it's way too early to get into specifics. But I think it's pretty cut and dry for both these teams here. Giants have to take a quarterback. It's as simple as that. They have the number six overall pick. You look who's in front of you now. Are you know they're going to... Are the Bears going to take Caleb Williams to make Justin Fields available? Either way, there'll be a quarterback available there, whether trading up for the number one pick or trading for Justin Fields. Is that a, a road the Giants want to go down? 
is Washington going to make that second pick available or are they going to take a quarterback? Sam Howell obviously did some good things. That could be their guy. Is somebody else going to try to trade up You know, for one of those top picks? The Chargers, the Cardinals, you would think they have their quarterbacks. Look, who knows? Bottom line is you don't know, but I do know this. The Giants need to draft a quarterback. You hope to never be picking this high again. Giants have the sixth overall pick. Don't F it up. If you need to trade up, so be it. And if there's a quarterback there that you like, then you take him. You do what you can to trade up. If you have, if you can't, and you hope that somebody falls to you that you like, but they need a quarterback. Because if the Giants don't take a quarterback in this draft, then they have to find one elsewhere, whether that is Fields or somebody else. Maybe a new coach comes in somewhere else and says, hey, we're getting rid of our guy. Whatever it may be, they need a quarterback because they don't have one. It's not Tyrod Taylor. Clearly, they think it's not Tommy DeVito. And and again, hard to argue with that. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of DeVito myself, but it's not DeVito. It's not Tyrod Taylor. And I don't think it's Daniel Jones. We're going to be down the same road again if the Giants don't get a quarterback at number six. Can Jones be the guy? Oh, look, Jones is going to try to to say all the again. That's going to be the story of the entire offseason, Giants quarterback situation. And then depending on how the draft goes, it'll be that way again looking into the upcoming season. For the Jets, it is a little less cut and dry as far as the quarterback goes. However, you know what they're going to be doing. They are going to be taking the player that fits them best right now to help Aaron Rodgers out. And that's, to me, the wrong thing to do. Now, it's many wrongs that are, or one big wrong is leading to more wrongs to follow, right? Like the idea that the Jets would keep Robert Sala, who is the worst head coach in the NFL, because Aaron Rodgers said so. They're keeping Joe Douglas, so it's like twofold. Do you trust Joe Douglas to make the right pick? I don't. I mean, he's made some good ones. He's made some bad ones. I don't trust Robert Sala as a head coach. I don't trust Joe Douglas, and I don't trust Rodgers at the age of 40 to be what he once was as an MVP. And if he's not that, the Jets aren't going to win the Super Bowl because they're not good enough elsewhere. So with that 10th pick... You're not going to be like, ideally, you'd like to take a franchise changing quarterback that you can groom. We had Brian Baldinger on last week, and he basically said the same thing. Jets at some point are going to need a quarterback. You're picking high in the draft. You take one. But 10th is not that high anymore. To get a quarterback, you got to be picking, you know, top five or right around there. It would take too much for them to get up and make that move. And maybe you find somebody later in the draft. And again, you don't need to be picking first or second to get the quarterback. We talked about it. These You could find guys, look at Brock Purdy, look at others over the course of you know the, the league's history where you could find guys later in the, in the draft. But this year in particular for the Jets, they're not going to take a quarterback and certainly not that high. So then what player, wide receiver, offensive line, are they going to be able to get? It can't be defensive. It, 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 just, it just cannot be. Now, you want to argue it's the best player on the board by far, then they take a defensive player. I mean, my goodness. That would drive us nuts. But Jets are going to take the best player to help Aaron Rodgers. So it's a wrong to keep Rodgers and let Rodgers make the decision. It's a wrong to keep Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. And that's going to lead to another wrong with this draft pick. Whether the talent that they pick is good or not, it's still not the right reasons for the pick. You should be thinking long term. Realistically, what the Jets would be doing is thinking, we need to get uh, Harbaugh. Do anything we can get. We we need to do to get Jim Harbaugh and let him run the whole show. That's the direction they should be going in. But they're kind of in purgatory here with Rodgers returning 
and they're going to cross their fingers, hope to make the most of the draft to build around Rodgers, hope Rodgers could stay healthy, hope they could win in spite of Robert Sala being the worst head coach in the league, hope that the defense will live up to expectations, and hope that the rest of the AFC is less than even what it's been this year. And I have a hard time believing that's going to be the case. With Mahomes coming back next year, you expect him to be stronger because the Chiefs had a little bit of a down year, even though they're still good. Burrow being out for the season, the Bengals are going to be back and being good. You know, who knows with the Bills and the Dolphins. You look at the landscape of the AFC, I just don't see the Jets winning the Super Bowl, which makes me think they'd be better off because I don't believe in what they have, stripping it down and starting over. But we have plenty of time to talk about that. Today was really more of a recap of what was a miserable football season for both these two teams. And now looking ahead, as we've done far too often with both these two teams, to the top two of the teams picking in the top 10 in the draft. Get your college scouting reports out. Here we go. It's draft season for New York football. Enjoy every other team in the league playing in the playoffs. Every other team, every other town, it seems, gets to experience it. But us, we got two teams here. We can't get one of them in, as per usual. Last year proved to be the aberration. Although I will say, I think the Giants are in great hands moving forward. I trust Joe Shane and Brian Dable. I do not trust anybody associated with with the New York Jets. And it's not because I'm a Giants fan and root against the Jets. That is not the case. I root for both teams. But I trust Shane and I trust Dable. I do not trust anybody with the New York Jets. All right, that does it for this edition of WFAN Daily. Stay tuned all week. We'll have more hitting your feed 4.30 a.m. First thing in the morning. Wake up with WFAN Daily. We'll see you tomorrow.